So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I'm Rick O'Shields, and some thousands of miles, way up in the north, in the Phoenix Nest, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good, Rick. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I just have been in, it's been an appreciation day in large part. It's just been gorgeous here and uh, I was talking to a friend that's uh, you know from here, uh, one of my local friends, and she uh, was talking about how this is one of the mildest winters that they've had in Costa Rica in a long time. And uh, she said it's just perfect and I I said I was thinking the same thing. I didn't know it was mild or I, but I was thinking that how it was perfect. And, uh, Perfect is good. And then you and I got talking in our pre-show thing, and we got all off in appreciation. And it's just appreciation time. Of course, I, it's always a good time for appreciation. I think. <laughs> is there ever a bad time for appreciation? <laughs> really? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, it was. I I had one of those interesting little epiphanies today. Um, we often talk about my. My uh, guilty pleasure of watching TV. <laughs> I was watching Deja Vu, and I was watching some old shows from my childhood because they make me feel good. And so when I'm in that down, just want to rest my brain, not creating anything in the moment, I do tend to gravitate towards other people's creations. And I was watching The Golden Girls, and I remember growing up with that show, my mom and I used to watch it all the time, and The Jeffersons. And it was really interesting that the the show of the Golden Girls that was directly before the Jeffersons actually addressed interracial marriage. And it occurred to me while I'm sitting there watching this kind of in a state of awe, I'm thinking, this is from my childhood, which is really not that long ago. It was controversial at the time. And oh my goodness, look how far society has come. So I just wanted to mention it because I know that oftentimes people look around our world and they see all the things that are still wrong with it. So when you get in that state of dis-ease about society and some of the problems that we're currently facing, I'd like to remind people that as Rick and I were talking just before the show, it hasn't even yet been 50 years since 
the Civil Rights Act? Yes. And we, well, not we, but you, Rick, because you're in the U.S. Mm. There was. You have a black president. Yes. This is a monumental leap in society. If you think back to how long did the Middle Ages, or did the Middle did the Dark Age last? You know, I mean, the Dark Ages and and. I mean, we had a war that lasted, what was that, 100 years, a 100-year war? So when we think about how long it's taken in the past for society to make these huge monumental leaps, look at how far we've come and maybe take a moment out to appreciate what we've managed to accomplish together globally so that we're going to get more of that because I'd like more of that because that's pretty cool to me. Well, and, you know, us humans, often with the problem-solving thing, um, have a tendency to look at what's left to do or what's left that we're unhappy with or what's left that we uh, need to do and, and, and perhaps not enough time recognizing just how far we've come because it, it, I'm, I was born in 1963, the same year that... Uh, Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. And I would, you know, far be it for me to say that, that there are not still things that need to be worked on, even in the category of racial relations or whatever you want to call that. But for the most part, um, you know, if you bring up something like you took some kids from school, even teenagers, you showed them some episodes of the Jeffersons, and asked them if they noticed anything wrong with it. Uh, probably the only thing they would notice that was wrong would be when Je- Jefferson used to call his friend a honky. Um, they would probably not mention that they thought it was unusual that their neighbors were an interracial couple. Um, and, but at the time, it was pretty controversial. Uh, it was. So... I mean, we don't want to take up too much time, yeah, but no. but to make a long story short, a little appreciation for our successes, I think, is is a good way to look at the world in a more positive light and to find hope in those moments where you're thinking that maybe there's not much to be hopeful about. So, yeah, that that's all. I just, actually it was, moving it was, along quite well, I think. I think so. It was such an odd epiphany to have watching shows that I, I used to watch as, as a child, but there it is. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we make a list, you know. Had an epiphany watching the Jeffersons. Really? So you can have an epiphany doing anything, really, if you can do it watching the Absolutely. Jeffersons. <laughs> Absolutely. And because uh, uh, it is it, it, it is amazing. I mean, we have a, uh, a black president in the United States, uh, and... Uh, you know that fellow over there. A Jesuit as a pope. A Jesuit as a pope, who's <laughs> recently given a speech where he said religious ideology was an illness. <clears throat> it's, you know, so don't let your faith turn into ideology. That's sick. What? He what? He said what? <clears throat> it's we actually those of you who've been listening to the podcast know we like to we we kind of have a little pope watch going on because it just. Every once in a while, I'll see him say something, and it's like, whoa, what? 
he said, what? No, he's fascinating. He's so fascinating. But I bet you I know who else is fascinating. I bet I do, too. And uh, and right up there near you, actually. Um, yeah, she's in my old city. Right. You, you'd be from there, that I Toronto thing. From there. Uh, but we have... Uh, I do. Joining us, uh, Ms. Georgina Cannon. How are you, Georgina? Welcome. I'm splendid, thank you. I'm listening to your conversation, and I'm wondering how far we've come and if, in fact, the U.S. will have a woman president. Do you think we're ready for that? <laughs> I, I hope so. Oh, yeah. I hope so. I, I think so. Um, you know, the progress lately on, on things like marriage equality and... and uh, uh, In I, some I, states. Yeah, well, yes, but uh, we've managed to get above 50% right. nationally for the first time, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, let's, that's a Let's wave. be honest about it. Some of, the, some of the women candidates who have been up in the past weren't exactly presidential material. That's true. So I, I think when the, when the right woman comes along... Um, absolutely, I think the people will vote for her. I, I don't think that it's even—I don't think it's even an issue in the in the minds of of most Americans nowadays. It's my opinion, but you know, I, yeah, I, I strongly I, believe that. I would have to agree. It, it, you know, there's pockets, and and we tend to do that. We magnify the pockets of where it's different. But you know, I see some of this that's on television. I haven't owned a television in years, but. There is one in the home that I'm renting here in Costa Rica. And so I've watched it a little bit. And there's some shows on, like Duck Dynasty and other things that are about folks in the Deep South. And it's really almost like comedy now, as opposed to a serious belief issue that must be looked at. Uh, And I think that's awesome. that's a I good really way think to frame it. it. In mainstream society, uh, racism, bullying, sexism is just not acceptable. I think it really puts a feeling of disgust in most people's bellies when they see somebody being treated poorly simply because of their color, their creed, their beliefs, their sexual orientation even. I mean, these kids now just, they, they won't allow that to be a reality. And, and the truth of it is, they're the future government. So we're raising children now who don't see black and white. They see talent, skill, um, they recognize kindness, and they are turned off by hate. They are turned off by judgment. This is our future. This is something to look forward to. And doing yeah. it, this is the new children too, the new indigo children and the crystal children. These are the new kids that are making change in the world for sure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We have to hold our breath long enough to make sure it happens. I've been known to say if we adults can just stay out of their way, they'll handle it. <laughs> yes, please. And, uh, but we do seem to be handling generational-type problems in, in 50 years. That's really only one generation. And uh, so big acceleration in that. 
and 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 that's going to fit in well. Gene um, Gene doesn't know. Uh, just for Georgina's benefit and any of our new listeners, Gene uh, brings the audience perspective. In other words, she doesn't read the the guest bios or any of that kind of stuff. That's my department. I try to know enough to be able to keep the conversation going if it stops. So uh, we probably, Gene, should let you get your, to your question because uh, you're going to find that, that all of this dovetails just as beautifully as George usually arranges it. <laughs> it's not interesting because I actually I, I knew nothing more than her name. I didn't even know she was born in my or she was she was living in my birth city. So there you go. That's how little I know about our guests before they come in, <laughs> and it's for a very good reason. Um, so Georgina, the big question of the night. I hope you studied. It's mm-hmm. uh, who on earth are you, and what do you do? What's the question? Sorry. Who on earth are you and what do you do? Who on earth are you? Who on earth are you? Who on earth am I? Okay. And what do you do? Who on earth am I? I am, uh, I am a woman who helps others find their magnificence as a career. And I help them through hypnosis and regression therapy. I come from a corporate background, a journalistic and a corporate background, <clears throat> excuse me, which I left 20 years ago and got into hypnosis and regression work. I'm a writer uh, as a journalist and also written three books. And my role, my goal, uh, my love is to help others find their magnificence because I believe that everybody knows truly who they are and has all the answers underneath all the dust and noise of every day. And I help them get rid of the dust and noise and find their true self. Well, we're all That's for finding some magnificence. Best job ever. Isn't it? It's the best job ever. Are you kidding? It's, it's humbling. It's extraordinary. It's energizing. And currently, I'm in a, a week-long uh, teaching. I'm training other teachers, I'm doing a train the trainer this week with some wonderful, wonderful people, teaching them to be hypnosis teachers, and uh, it's the best job in the world because when you see people get it, when their eyes light up and they suddenly realize how powerful and extraordinary they are, uh, they never look back. And we start quite often with the body. I often get people, particularly if they, you know, some women complain about their body. You know, my thighs are too big, I'm too short, I'm too this, I'm too that. And I get them to look at their body and say, let's have a real hard look at your body. You have two of what you need most of the time. You have one of what you need. And it all works together, all by itself. Your circulatory system, your, your breath, your heartbeat, your, your lungs, your, your, all of your organs, your brain that it all in harmony works all by itself. That in itself is a miracle. Never mind the rest of you. So let's start there. And and they laugh to start with, but in a very short time, they begin to understand what extraordinary creatures they are. And then they start to realize what their talents are and, and their abilities and patterns and how they can change the negative patterns to the positive ones and how much choice they have and it's it's a 
I'm telling you, it's a blessed career that I've made for myself. It's lovely. I find it really interesting that you start with the body. Um, yes. Given how much work Rick and I have done in that area, both be- because we both have had major health issues in the past, I find it really interesting that you start with the body because the most important aspect of anything that we do in this physical reality is having a relationship, a positive, appreciative relationship with our bodies because when we do discover our purpose, when we do discover our talents and our skills and we want to explore them them further, we need the energy and the enthusiasm that goes along with creation. And a large part of that is showing appreciation to your body so that your body can perform at its peak capacity. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, without our body, we can't do what we're here to do. And once you really get over your dislike, I mean, what I do quite often is explain to people, if you have a co-worker in your office and you just don't like them, I mean, you're polite enough and you, you, you do the necessary good mornings, good afternoons, can I grab you a cup of coffee? But there's a feeling between you of distrust and dislike. It's not verbalized, but it's just, just not no connection. What happens to that relationship? And, they, and usually the client will say, well, it doesn't go anywhere or it fizzles out or it's not it's at its optimum. I said, well, isn't it the same with your relationship with your body? If you don't, if you don't treat your body with, with respect and like it and honor it and, and listen to it and do all of the things you would a good friend, then you're not going to get the optimum out of it. And it's not going to work well for you. And you get the, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can see that. That's a new way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It, 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 it's something I've found with the, um, uh, the crowd that might refer to themselves as, and I do my little fingers in the quotes, light workers. Yes. Is that often they have almost a... Uh, uh, beyond distrust to a to a distaste of of you know well there's this body and I thing yes. and I've there's certain things I got to do I have to eat and I have to but 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 that's not really I'm here because I'm spiritual and I and right. and and they've like lost this perspective that that you can't it it doesn't work if if you don't have the body you can't play this game. And, and well, I, I consider myself a light worker too, and, and I think the, the piece that's forgotten is that the body is energy just like everything else is. And if you turn off the light of energy, there's not, nothing there. So I think we have to honor it and respect it, and, and let's be real. If you want something to work for you, you take care of it. I don't care whether it's your car or your body or your cat. <laughs> you know, you, you take care of it. And you, you, you love it. You give it some attention and you give it, you, you listen. You, you, you just let it know that it's there and it's important. It's also, I think, an insult. No, it's appreciated. Ignore your, ignore your body. It is an insult. insult. It is an insult. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, I've come to, to see my body as, as, as much a part of me as my higher self or, and yeah. as, as vital a part. And, uh, we had a guest early, uh, fairly early in our uh, radio journey uh, uh, who talked about 
diet and um, Dr. Terry Walls. And I realized when she was talking about, you know, you need to watch the grains and the gluten and this and that, that I had been feeding my dog grain-free dog food <laughs> sourced, sourced from proper protein and stuff for right. several years as I continued to eat, you know, well, Starbucks, donuts, well. donuts yeah. And, yeah. and rolls and things. And um, how odd that, that uh, I love my dog and, and, and would and treat her like a princess. But yeah. my body, I'm, it's me, too. And I'm not treating it as well as I'm treating the dog. That You're is, not treating yourself like a princess. That's not very good. That's, that's, it's insulting. I mean, yes. really, you know. It is insulting. It's insulting to God, whether you believe in God or not, but it's insulting. And, and um, it's, for me, it's like plastic flowers. They're an insult to God, you know. I think it's sort of crazy. Uh, I just find it very strange that people <laughs> don't, they treat their car better than they treat their, themselves. Absolutely, you know. Do research but on I, what kind honestly, of oil to put in it and, and you know, as they munch it. I honestly believe that the part of the reason that is is that somewhere along the way we for, we've forgotten that it's okay to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this is what I find really fascinating, especially within the quote-unquote like worker community, is that people will give and give and give and give, and I am living this life of complete selflessness, and look at how much I've done for others. But the blunt, honest truth of it is, if you do not do for yourself first, there's no there there. You cannot continue to do for others. Self first is not selfish. It's practical. In fact, I think it's honoring that that. God's spirit that we talk about. If right. taking it's, care of like yourself, you're given this physical gift. That's right. I mean, they tell you on an airplane, you know, in case of an emergency, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first before you help somebody else. Because otherwise you're going to be useless. Absolutely. One of my so, favorites to say is always put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah. Because it it, it, it is. And in and, and, we know light workers, including perhaps ourselves, Gene and I, that have that have oh, pushed ourselves till our oh, I went down that road till our bodies oh, fall apart. Oh. Yeah, and and um, you know, it, same thing. You get a car and you just drive it, and you don't ever check the oil or anything. You just put gas in it and drive it. it eventually, mm-hmm. it will fall apart on you on the side of the road. Usually, at an mm-hmm. inconvenient time and place, and and. Of course, when is a convenient time to have your car or your body fall apart on you? And, um, right. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't know if you know, but um, in my latest book, I do have a whole integration process that I talk about and, said, and say, basically, it's fine for you to learn all of this wisdom and understanding from your past lives, but how do you bring it into your current life? How do you make it work for you? How, do you, how does it make the difference? Otherwise... It's a fairy story. You know, you're not using the most important part, which is your current life. You're here to achieve and accomplish and grow. So find a way of making it work for you. And there, there are some worksheets in the book 
have helped people do that so they understand it's more than just woo-woo, more than just, you know, taking a journey to find out the color of your shoes or what your name was. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, to banish the whole, you know, well, but was I Cleopatra or exactly. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I find that uh, integration uh, it's interesting we just talked about the black-white issue in the United States. That was segregation and integration. Hmm. It, it, this is an integrative time, an integrative process. And yes. if you're going to bring your A-game, as some people like to say, in the uh, uh, older energetic of business or, or whatever, you've got to bring all of you, mm-hmm. you know, from the from the hairs to the toenails and mm-hmm. and and it it it's not just a vehicle it's just it, it's 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 an extension of you it's like saying you know that your pinky finger is some thing that the poor hand has to carry around no it's it's really kind of an integral part you know it doesn't and and uh, and as gene is become even fonder than I of, of pointing out, you know, it. why would we be here in a physical body if what we were doing was trying to learn how to be non-physical? <laughs> right. That, that makes very little sense. <laughs> yeah, there are certainly other dimensions where we could stay in spirit and, and just do what we needed to do in spirit. We wouldn't have needed a, need a body. Yeah. Exactly. A, a couple of weeks ago, exactly. I had... Sorry. Go ahead. I was just agreeing. A couple of weeks ago, I had um, a guy who uh, came in for past life regression, and he took a journey that I'd never experienced before. He said that he'd moved into a place of liquid. And I said, is it like water? And he said, it's sort of like water, but it isn't water. And I said, well, what form are you? And he said, I'm uh, a humanoid, um, but... We don't talk to each other. We just communicate telepathically. And we have a job to do in learning how to manage our energy. And when we finish that job, we go back, we dissolve into the water. And then when we have something else to do, we move out of the water. We become from the water. So that was a whole different way of being. And yet it was important for him to explain that it was continuous that he had to become something. He couldn't just be energy. He had to become something to do the work. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, so that something was equally important, even in that dimension, whatever that dimension was. Actually sounds kind of familiar. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's a very profound sharing, and and quite similar to what my belief is that we are in this physicality is i mean rather than water it's it's a wave of energy yes but in order to accomplish or to learn or to do or or to experience my favorite word is experience i think that we're here simply for the experience of being here and to find out what that's like is is you have to become physical. So why not mm-hmm. celebrate that physicality? 
mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me to do the opposite of that yeah. and, and spend the rest of my life trying to get back to non-physical because when I die, I'm going back to non-physical anyways. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. It's how it works. Well, and, right. and, and it, 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 the one I always get down to with people when we're on this subject is, well, you were non-physical before you got here. So, so why is it that you came here to learn to be what you already were? That doesn't make right. sense. And right. and uh, yet, in in some quarters, and I think that the body integration is is coming more to the fore, and uh, I'm grateful that it is. Uh, but in some quarters, that was that seemed to be what the spiritual journey was about: was learning how to not be physical. It's, it's silly. Well, I, I think it was process. I think um, the beginning of what we call the spiritual age, um, whether it started, you know, whatever your belief is, whether it started with Edgar Casey or before or however you believe, I think we were trying hard to leave the body. So, you know, like anything that we're learning or changing, we go from one extreme to the other. And I think it's time now to come back to the center. And, and understand that everything has a role, everything has a place. So I think that's part of it. it we, we often refer to that as blended beingness. It's, it's a blending of our different states of being. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that, you know, triality, trinity is a bit overused and uh, sort of mal-related, but that triality of body, mind, and spirit, um, it really, you have to have all of those. You have to, you know, we, some of them seem to like to want to forget, leave out the brain, but really, it's ability <laughs> to analyze, calculate. It's an amazing, an amazing facility, an amazing part of me. I don't mean to you know, we we have we have to use language, and we end up separating things, and they're not separate. But um, but that the body has its own uh, innate intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it, you look at uh, kinesiology and muscle testing to find allergies, or um, uh, there are things that your body just knows, um, yeah. and. Uh, you know, we've we've reached the point in our journey that uh, uh, my partner up there, Jean, if certain subjects get talked about for very long, she actually begins to get physically ill. Her stomach mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. backflips, and you know, it it, it can be a, a, an amazing and beneficial partnership beyond just like keeping your vehicle in good shape. It's this one Indeed. talks back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm really curious, Georgina. Um, how how did you get started? Because you you have a background in journalism. So mm-hmm. and and coming from journalistic training myself, I actually went to college for journalism. Oh, about sixteen, seventeen years ago now. I guess it would be. My daughter's sixteen, so yeah, about seventeen years ago. Um, and and. I remember journalism at the time being very cutthroat and mm-hmm. all about bad news selling and 
I, I never did end up pursuing it. So I'm wondering how you managed to transition from a career in journalism, which was a very challenging industry mm-hmm. years ago, to what you're doing now. I'm well, <clears throat> I grew up in England, and in England we <coughs> excuse me we assume that we are more than we seem. We know about ghosts and spirits and fairies at the bottom of the garden, and and gnomes and we just know we don't make a big deal about it we just know about it so it's always been part of my knowing it's always been part of um my upbringing i guess and when i came to canada i was quite surprised that nobody talked about these things not that we ever discussed them at great length but they're just part of your knowing but like your language so uh when i left the journalism field and opened up a PR company, I was very cautious about the type of clients I took because I wouldn't take anything that offended the sensibility of um, knowing beyond what is. In other words, I wouldn't do something just because they paid a lot of money. I refused to take the tobacco industry, for instance. I refused to take the paper industry because of the pollution. And we're talking now 25 years ago. I certainly wouldn't take the fur industry. So anything that offended my awareness uh, of being spirit or of of, of spirit and the understanding of spirit at that time was different to the way we understand it today or the language we used anyway. And once I uh, was in the corporate world and I got quite tired of it and tedious, you know, pretending and the politics and all of that, I left it. And so I was looking around for something to do, and I discovered Reiki, so I took Reiki. I took some Gestalt therapy classes. I took color therapy and aromatherapy, and then found hypnosis and got really excited because realized the power of the mind and how it could help access the superconscious uh, where all of our memories are. And once I learned that, and studied under the, the amazing Henry Bolduc to, to learn the uh, authentic past life regression techniques, and then Michael Newton for the interlife, uh, I realized that was my life goal. I mean, that was what I was here to do. And it just grew from there. And it's become my life work. And writing, of course, writing books, uh, workshops, uh, TV shows, all of that. So it's all part of what I do. part of who you are it's like it's like breathing yes for me it's like breathing it just is Mm. do you find and this might be an interesting question for some uh, do you find yourself now that you are living in a state of fulfilling your purpose um, do you find yourself more happy, more healthy, more vibrant, more energized oh, than definitely. Oh, when definitely. you were working corporate? Oh, definitely. Now, ask me the other question. Do I miss the money? Yes. Because there's no question that, that this certainly that doesn't have the revenue that, that, uh, that the corporate world gives you. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. If this is an amazing way to to live and to help uh, change not only lives but you watch it change changing humanity in, in many ways 
And this is not about me doing it. It's about helping people find their own. So uh, that's the key. And, and passing it on. I, I teach whenever I can so that other people have the technique and they pass it on. Because that's what it's about. As many people as possible getting there and understanding it. My, one of my dreams is to take it to the streets. So street kids will learn hypnosis and understand the power of their mind and that way they will never ever have to sell their bodies or sell drugs because they'll understand um, that they have choice. So I'm working on it, working with social workers, working with the police and hoping to get it out to street kids eventually. Wow. That's awesome. All I got to say is wow. I, how how's the reception? coming from those organizations i'm curious well, uh, we've had slow. some real surprises in the last well, couple it's of years slow. it's very it's slow um first of all some of the social works uh, organizations you'd, and you'd be surprised which ones hate the idea of anything outside coming in that might um change their format or uh, interfere with what they already have or they had they fought hard and long to get the funding for what they have and I keep telling them, don't worry about funding. I will make sure I get the funding. Um, I just need, I just need you as a channel to help me take this out because I'm not set up, nor would I know where to go and find the right street kids. Because I think we've got to teach, because every group has its leaders. We've got to find the leader of each group on the street, and then the kids can start teaching each other, and it'll go from city to city. I mean, that's the dream I have. Um, uh, there's no reason why the kids won't learn self-hypnosis, for instance, and understand the power of their mind, and understand what they can do with their mind, and focus, and all of that stuff. So <clears throat> it's um, it's been difficult. I've been everywhere. I've been to the boys and girls clubs. I've been to the cops. I've been to certain social drop-in centers like Covenant House, whatever. They say, that sounds great. That's very nice. Um, no, not here. You really probably need to go somewhere, and they suggest somewhere else. They don't want to take it on. They don't want to own it. And I think partly it's, it's uh, they've had a hard enough struggle keeping alive themselves. And, and it, they don't it, like you said, it's kind of understandable, you know, if they fought yes. tooth and nail to get what they've got, they... they yes feel like they and there was a time when it was an absolute fight and uh, and now they don't they, they don't want to lose it but it, it reminds me of a friend of a friend and past guest one of our EC family members that that uh, is trying to bring meditation mm -hmm. uh, into schools into schools and to, to kids and and, yeah. and and there's there's even studies about meditation and other mindfulness trainings and the benefit that they have been to troubled mm -hmm. children mm -hmm. but it still runs into that same sort of wall indeed. almost indeed and and then now I, I wonder are taking yoga into the schools and, and seeing the difference yeah well that, that's one of the things that I was I was going to mention because uh, there there was a really successful program that I read about recently that integrated yoga into the prison. Um, mm -hmm. I believe it was a woman's prison, if mm -hmm. I have that correctly. And and so I'm wondering if if you went from that angle 
if you went to, um, you know, juvie, which is what we called it when we were younger, um, juvenile detention centers, and I don't, I don't know if you've approached them yet, but it might be an interesting in, because then you're getting right to the core. And goodness knows, if, if there's any kids out there that, that need that kind of sense of self-worth and empowerment, mm-hmm. it's these kids who are, are already in the system. Yeah, and labeled. Because the system, the system as, as wonderful as the concept is, is not set up to help them on the level that they need to be helped. Right. I agree. I hadn't thought of that, actually. It is a thought. Um, hmm, I will. An interesting thought. It is an interesting thought, indeed. Indeed, it is. It's, yeah. I've got to find out where to go. Because, again, like everything, that you know, you have to go through channels. So I oh, have sure. to find out. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, and it would Absolutely. be a. a, a you know, could work hand in hand with some of these other things that folks are trying to to bring in because it it to me it's like you said it's those those kids that don't know their value they don't have that that sense of self that get into the selling of the selling their bodies and selling drugs and doing whatever um, uh, could bring a dollar and um, because. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and and or the ones that want the bling and the car and the is because it, I think they know in at a core level that they deserve all of the good treats just like the that fancy rich guy that went by. He's no better than I am, so I should have those things. Mm-hmm. But they see no way uh and 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 uh, to do it uh, because they're not, you know, a valued society member and mm-hmm. uh um. <clears throat> yeah, they don't feel their value as as a human being. Yeah, and and um, yeah, I think it goes. I, I think the bling is just the measurement of self worth that they know, because they don't have any other measurement. Um, and uh, I went to talk to some inner city kids a couple of weeks ago, and demonstrated to them how if they really focused. They could numb the, their, their hand, and when I pinched it hard with my nails, they wouldn't feel it, and they were blown away. And I kept saying, that's your mind. Your mind did this. I didn't do it. Your mind did this. You numbed your hand, so you couldn't feel it. And I was like, oh, wow, wow, cool. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that type of thing that they need to, to get. It is very cool. I remember I, I I spent about a year really? with a with a hypnotist, a hypnotherapist. Hypnotist is such a mm-hmm. odd word. A hypnotherapist, um, and uh, that we did that quite early on. And I and I'm quite the brain person, you know, and had read all about hypnosis and things, and knew that there was a difference between hypnotherapy and this stage baloney. And and and, but when he did that. And then had me open my eyes and look, and I mean, there's fingernail prints deep in yeah, the skin exactly. of my hand, and and I, I didn't feel a thing. I was right. just, I really, I was blown away, mm-hmm. as you say, it, 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 mm-hmm. it, because it. I think it's almost hard to really cognate that in, in, until 
you know, you've like seen it and, and you go, mm-hmm. wow, that that's me. That's my hand. It just, wow, how'd that work? Right. And, um, uh, but we did, we did some amazing work across really, the really, isn't, isn't, isn't the lack of self-worth at the core of all our social issues? I mean, it, it's so, at the core of bullying, certainly. I believe it's at the core of, of, um, of almost all crime. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really wrap my head around the concept of crime that's being committed for any other reason than a person is feeling a sense of of you, pain. You, yeah. Yeah, and that they're not a contributing member of society or of their family or whatever the reason may be. Um, it, it just, if we could get to the kids at a young age and, and teach them how absolutely incredible they are and how mm-hmm. limitless their potential is, then we wouldn't mm-hmm. have these societal issues. Hunger would be, you know, fa- these things, they wouldn't be a problem anymore. They would be a memory. They would be something we teach in history books. Look right. what these silly humans used to do. <laughs> you know, look what our ancestors did. How silly is that? And, I, and I, it, it starts with the young people. They need to know that they're amazing, incredible individuals with this vast potential. The younger, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you've mentioned that you... Uh, so, uh, well, I was just going to say, we... we uh, uh, holding. I was to, thinking quick break and then... A, okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, that was... That was where I was headed. What? Let's see. Oh, cool. Are we... You're reading my mind. Ah, well, I try. Um, It's a long read. (laughs) But um, a fascinating read, but it's it's a long read. Um, So, goodness gracious, uh, to go with this subject matter, uh, I don't know whether it's uh, Firebird or... She's a Miracle Walking, or I think Firebird would be very appropriate. She's a Miracle Walking was on the top of my mind, but I don't just want it to be about the women out I there. Think, I, Certainly, I, um, the young men of the world need as much encouragement as the women too. do. Yes. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. Firebird would be great too because uh, uh, Georgina did that. She burned herself up and recreated herself as a uh, uh, hypnotherapist and and. Uh, and a uh, a worker for wholeness, and uh, instead of light workers, maybe we wholeness workers. I don't know. I don't mind light workers so much. There's just it's so overused, like so many things. So this will be our friend Ina V with her song Firebird, and uh, you can find more information about her at inav.com. And when we you know stay with us, because when we come back, we're going to talk just a bit more about. Uh, Georgina's books, and and I want to ask a bit about interlife. We talk about past lives before, but we don't talk about interlife much on the show, and I think that would be grand. And then we'll get you... That sounds yummy. We'll get you all of her websites and and stuff, too. So uh, enjoy Firebird, uh, but stay with us, folks. There's much more to come. I am 
Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was our dear friend Ina V with her song Firebird. It's fun, like Rumi said, set your life on fire and seek out those that fan your flames. We like Rumi, too, but Ina V's yummy. And we're back here with Georgina Cannon, uh, joining us from uh, the Toronto area. And 
uh, having a fascinating conversation about hypnotherapy. A lot of people might not have thought that we'd be talking about kids and social problems, but it's uh, it's it's another tool. Like I said, I've I had a tremendous growth period with a uh, a wonderful hypnotherapist uh, in Houston. Uh, I'll drop his name, Joshua Sina. If you're in the Houston area, just look him up. Uh, he does amazing work, as I can tell our guest does. So I, I mentioned right before the break, um, we've talked about, with, with other guests, past lives, and people talk about past lives and, and, and have various and sundry thoughts about them. Uh, but the interlife, uh, I don't think, gets as much attention and, uh, and perhaps should. And you, mm-hmm. do, you do interlife interlife work as well as past life work. Indeed, yeah. The interlife is the place where you literally are spirit only. So you have no body. And this is where you go to meet your soul circle um, and maybe to see the Akashic Records or receive the information on the Akashic Records. Or you go to the laboratory and you learn how to manage your energy in a different way. Um, you also go before the council of wise elders to find out your your soul purpose, what you're here to learn, and why you chose the body you chose, how it will serve you to achieve your soul purpose. So it's quite a fascinating journey. Absolutely, and and uh, I could see that being a, a tremendous benefit for we we're talking about the body, but people that think you know this. This body, why do I have to have this one? Couldn't I have yeah, exactly. had a skinnier one or a prettier one? Or a... Exactly. So you chose it, and you chose it because it would serve your soul purpose well. So you chose to be female because, or you chose to be male because, or you chose to be white or black or First Nations or Asian, or and, and you chose, or gay or straight, whatever. And you chose... And that's always quite a surprise, like why you chose your parents. Same thing. And uh, it's quite funny to hear people say, I chose my mother. I really chose my mother. I was, I was, I was going to say, I have, I have a daughter. I could imagine her teenage years, that being quite a shock. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you chose. You chose. And you chose because you could learn. And uh, maybe you learn forgiveness, or maybe you learn humility, or maybe you learn not to be a victim all of those reasons and you will find out why you chose in the interlife I, I, I'm really disappointed that in my time in Toronto I didn't run into you or know that you were there because I did have a one and only past life regression session and it was not satisfactory. a particularly pleasant experience for me. Oh. oh. So, when was this? Well, it was still when I was living in Toronto, so it's got to be almost four years ago now. Four and years. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it it was well. I almost feel like I was I was blocking it, like I didn't want. She would ask questions and and tell me to describe what I was seeing, 
and mm-hmm. she was trying to get me to speak what I was seeing, and I was getting in my head, no, don't tell her that. Don't tell her that. Don't tell oh, her that. There wasn't and, any trust. Yeah, you didn't trust. No, and it was odd because it was a woman that I knew and should have trusted, but for whatever reason, my higher me did not want me to share either at that time or with that particular individual. Right, right. So I would have asked your higher self, is there something we need to know at this time that we need to pay attention to rather than going on this journey? And it might be a feeling of fear that you were going through or a feeling of um, sadness. Because sometimes these feelings can block the journey. So that's, that's what I would do. I remember Joshua asking me questions like, is, this, is, it, is it okay for me to know? And then yeah. he would say, is it okay for Rick to know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and occasionally yeah, we would come up against something that. that was, we'd come up against something where the answer was no and he would let it be. And it, sometimes yeah. later it would come and sometimes it wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. But it was, it, it was things like that that I think you know, in the sessions that 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 helped with that trust, um, mm-hmm. because it, it it was almost different, uh, a little different in session than than out, and uh, because we became we became good friends, um, he actually fired me at a client as a client at one point so that he could use me as a real estate agent. So we we flipped. <laughs> we, we flipped roles, and he was my client for a while, and then we flipped back again later, about a year later, uh, for just a few sessions. Um, because it is, it's that's a very important thing, uh, mm-hmm. I think, with any sort of uh, coach help relationship. But I think hypnotherapy it's particularly important because of the power that hypnotherapy can have to access things. You feel, yeah. It's, I don't think, because we don't have power, because you have the power, but it's the vulnerability that the client feels. Um, it's particularly if you're working with the higher self, there has to be an enormous amount of trust. And sometimes it's worth saying, um, let's ask your guide or your higher self if it's appropriate you take the journey and not say it out loud, just record it. So I can give you some benchmarks to go for, and then you just take the journey on your own. And sometimes they start it that way, and then they say, but I, I'm stuck now. I need you to help me go to the next level. Okay, fine. Okay. See, now, and I think that would have been super helpful for me at the time because it was stuff that I, I really wanted to know, and I still to this day want wanted to know for myself, mm-hmm. but was not willing to at the time verbalize mm-hmm. or share mm-hmm. and regardless of whether I decide because I'm, I too am an author regardless of whether or not I decide to share those experiences in the future in my writings in the moment it was not appropriate for me to share and I was never given that option and oh. I think that would have completely changed the experience for me yes yes yeah. Oh, so sad you're six hours away. Well, there you go. There, there'll be other times. I'm sure there will be. And the other thing to know all is, by the way, in my book, there's a couple of scripts, one of which is taking your soul journey. So if you 
um, can find someone that you trust to read it to you, or you can record it for yourself. And you may find that you get some answers that way as well. Really? Yeah. Which but, book is that? Uh, Return Christmas Again. Is coming. Oh. It's called Return Again. Return Again. Return Again. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's um, because it is, like you said, it's not the the hypnotherapist that has the power, it's you. Right. The hypnotherapist is more a... Uh, more facilitators. Yes. And yeah. um, um, so it is possible, like you mentioned with when we were talking about the kids, to learn self-hypnosis. And um, uh, it's, it, it is somewhat akin to uh, a meditative state, but, um, but perhaps deeper or uh, a little different flavor. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, because I've I've done both and uh, and it is different um, and there were times too when it was when it was important sometimes just just to know he was there almost like an anchor or something like you know I'm not going to get lost in here right and um, uh, but it was it was uh, I had a friend that was interested in you know seeing the changes that were happening in my life and and she went and there was there just wasn't that trust and uh, and he told her you know I can tell that this you know I'm I'm probably not the and he referred her to another hypnotherapist and uh, and she went on and did great work with her and so it may have been a gender issue it, it, there's no telling but um, uh, but as much or more it, it, with any other facilitator, I, I think that trust factor is vitally important in uh, mm-hmm. in hypnotherapy because it is sort of like it is sort of like opening your book and laying it out in front of someone. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and sometimes it is a gender issue. Yeah. And uh, because I remember, I remember when we first began, there were a lot of I felt I felt very vulnerable, and I felt mm-hmm. very you know. What what's gonna go on? And um, um, uh, he was quite good. He had his uh, uh, master's degree and was working on his PhD. I think it was St. John's University, or but he had trained with an older gentleman that had been at it for very for many years. And and uh, 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 so it is important that you uh, that you have some guidance like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And in in and that's why I think it's such so grand that you teach as well, uh, because it's uh, there's well, powerful it, stuff it, in there. Yeah. It, yeah, and and one of the things that that I include in my classes is a code of ethics, because it's very important that people have a standard upon which to to rely. And it's not just willy-nilly, you know, it's just not just something that uh, is fun to do. It's, it's done with respect and humility and care and attention to the client and the client's needs. So the, the, the code of ethics is key. And that's comforting, knowing that a code of uh-huh. ethics is being passed down to the next uh-huh. generation. Uh-huh. Of hypnotherapists. Yeah. yeah. So somebody wants to book a session with you or even learn how to do this for others, where do they go to find you? 
they go to my website, which is georginacannon.com, and if, uh, they can send me an email through there. And they can book uh, a session. I'm stretching. Please excuse me. That's quite all right. <laughs> they can book, That's okay. They can book a session um, on online. I have a, a booking system on my website, uh, or they can phone, and the phone number is on the website. Uh, or they can email. I'm quite accessible, and I have a wonderful assistant. Her name's Ellie, and she answers every email, and she's really helpful. She even finds bed and breakfasts and hotel rooms for people who are coming in to study. Oh, she's just so lovely. awesome. Yeah, that's she's so awesome. awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, I see that Awesome that you would give her a shout-out too and appreciation because I so often um, the ones who are answering the emails are kind of forgotten (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. I don't believe that any of us do anything alone. I think without it we all have a support system and I've had many dinner table arguments about this and uh, nobody's a self-made person. Someone turns on the lights for us Somebody lays down the roads for us to drive on. You know, even at that level, nobody does anything alone. We all are cared for. We are all looked after. You know, the traffic lights we hit (laughs) at rush hour, someone is organizing those. Um, Never mind our own personal assistants and our the cleaners that clean our clothes. And the I mean, we, we we are a community. Nobody operates alone. I don't think. That's just one of my crazy things. I agree. I would agree. Uh, sounds mm. quite sane to me. Good. <laughs> and yeah, you've got, um, besides, got buy it. <laughs> besides clinic appointments, you have some uh, MP3 downloads that are available, um, yes. e-books, uh, yes. versions. Uh, You've got some that might be of great use to people. Uh, I, I notice you have one on migraines, uh, yes. an MP3 for that. Yes, um, and anxiety, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Really? Yes. Oh, that would my daughter would love that. Yes. And uh, so I have to check yeah. that out. And even a, a soul journeying uh, mm-hmm. uh, MP3. So. Uh, uh, and a book on self-esteem, a small e-book on self-esteem that a lot of women's groups are using to take their groups through. Very, very awesome that. So yeah, we do, we do I, what we can. I want to encourage. I want to encourage our listeners, even if you you know don't sit there and say, "Well, gee, I wish I was in Toronto," but oh, never mind. Um, there's a lot of uh, juicy material that's easily and readily available. Um, uh, I notice even on the front that you, uh, uh, right up on the front page, that you were talking about the uh, International Registry of Regression Therapists, mm-hmm. uh, where they can go to find someone that's certified uh, in their area, in, yeah. in regression practitioner in their area, mm-hmm. um, and um, so just amazing information and uh, uh, and of course, if you're in the Toronto area, you can get to the cr- Toronto area. Uh, you know, right there, the Ontario Hypnosis Center, down by the bay, down by the bay subway station. That's right. 
And even if you're um, not in the Toronto area, I mean, I have people coming in from everywhere. One of my students right now is in from Washington, uh, D.C. I have people coming in from Saudi, from England, from um, Israel, uh, from L.A. I have, uh, and sometimes they stay on as clients, and I work with clients on Skype, too. I have clients in L.A. and New York on Skype as well as in the west coast of Canada. Uh, So, yeah, I'm available for people who need some coaching or advice or or work. That was actually one of the questions I was going to ask, because I am in the mountains of Quebec. If I wanted to have a session and wasn't able to travel, is that an option? I don't recommend doing past life or into life on Skype uh, for two reasons. First of all, especially the first time, I think I need to sit with the client to find out their, their energy, their rhythm, how they work and who they, who they are. But more importantly than that even, Skype is not reliable. And I would hate to be in the middle of a session and have Skype go down. I don't think it's ethical to do that. I do do counseling and I do do uh, some hypnosis, some NLP sessions on Skype because they don't matter as much. But something as delicate and as when you're working with the soul, I wouldn't trust it to Skype. I know some people do, but I don't do it. That's perfect. Thank you. That's a perfect answer. and and, uh, An absolutely awesome answer. Yeah, great respect for that. Um, because it makes perfect sense, you know, right in the middle of something rather reality-changing, and then, oops, yeah, the therapist exactly. is gone. Uh, and and you know, just to mention, people, you mentioned your 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 teaching and your training. You actually um, um, do hypnosis workshops with the University of Toronto. Yes. Yes, the School of Social Work. Uh, you don't have to be a social worker to take them by any means. You just sign on, and it's a two-and-a-half-day course and learning the basis, the basics of hypnosis. And then in the spring, uh, I usually teach twice a year, and then it's coming spring, I'm doing the advanced course. So in the fall and in the spring. And um, very reasonably priced because it's through the university. And they do accredit, so it is a, an accredited course. You get a certificate. That right there is massive progress. Yeah, indeed. That U of T is offering a hypnosis course. Indeed. That's, to me, huge progress in the right direction. That's awesome. Yeah. And and a sign of your your uh, your catchphrase beneath your name on your on your website, Dr. Georgina Cannon, changing minds. Yes. It's good. Change is good. We like that kind of change. You, met, you, you mentioned having a client from Washington, D.C. I can think of a large building over there that needs a lot of help. <laughs> a lot of help. Nothing else they could do some stress management. <laughs> right, something. Yeah. Conflict resolution. Conflict. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. So, again, it's it's just GeorginaCannon.com, and that's uh, Cannon with two N's, mm-hmm. not, not like the camera. Right. And, um so that will be easy for folks to find. And, of course, we'll have links uh, on our archive on our website uh, uh, here in about a week. 
uh, at everydayconnection.me. Um, and well, here in about a week, if you all are listening to this, the, the links are already there. Um, we, it's the podcast thing. It's time. What is this time thing of which you speak? But um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I could see that we could easily, uh, we, we'll have to have you back sometime because well, thank you so uh, much. there's great. so much to cover and it's such a, uh, an important message and such a wonderful, uh, uh, a wonderful way to do it. I, uh, I'll stress again that I, I spent a year with a hypnotherapist and it was of extraordinary value. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, we, we we promise we won't make you stand up and cluck like a chicken. <laughs> True, <laughs> unless you want to. Uh, we we could it could be fun, but unless you want to. dance a little bit, but uh, uh, but it was a very integrative experience for me. So uh, I just want to thank you for uh, sharing your time, talent, and treasure with us uh, today, because it's uh, certainly some treasures there. Uh, readily available on the website. So everybody get by, GeorginaCannon.com. Uh, really, really good stuff there. And and thank you again. Thank you. And, and good night and God bless, as they say. <laughs> and I look forward to speaking to you sometime in the future. That's wonderful. We'd love to. And, okay. and for all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. Um, get by our website, EverydayConnection.me. Sign up for our newsletter so you know what more juicy conversations like this are coming. Join us next time. And until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, Mm -hmm. stay connected. Good night, everybody. Join Gene and Rick again next time. Until then... Visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. 
We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.